Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everybody, welcome back to Talkscapers Podcast. My name is Simo, today I'm joined by Jake, say hello Jake. Hi guys, welcome back. And I'm also joined by Paul, say hello Paul. Hi, how's it going? Fairly decent weekend of uh, football, a few, few strange results. Uh, our, our beloved Billy is, is uh, <laughs> crestfallen again and refused to turn up to the podcast. <laughs> we need to have a word with him Jake, this isn't good yeah. enough. We can't He's always turning him, up when Villa win. Yeah, <laughs> we can't have him. You know, you know Villa wins, like, yeah. <laughs> Villa, oh, where, where are we podcasting guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, uh let's go let's go to Watford. Uh Paul, you were at the, the Watford game. Um you were you were undercover. You were in disguise <laughs> in the Watford end. Uh tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, I was. I um yeah, got a ticket with the the ultras in uh the Watford end right behind it was behind the goal Liverpool scored to in the first half. So yeah. Uh, and among the goals. Watford massive <laughs> yeah, and, were, and they were just the moniest bunch of cunts. So my mate, that's a wee bit harsh, Paul. You know, getting top five now. We're going to be over the moon, are they? <laughs> yeah, that's true. He warned me. He was like, "Just listen to this." And then, yeah, first goal, eight minutes, and yeah, they uh, were not happy, not happy at all. One, a few of them left i think it was four nil as soon as the fourth goal went in they all just left like at least <laughs> 10 of them got up and were just like fuck this you're just like all right see you later <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> see you next week guys was, yeah it was eye-opening i felt bad for them but uh yeah liverpool were just well i think watford were rubbish weren't they um yeah and liverpool just ran rings around them in the end um yeah it was good to be at it uh pity it was in the away end but yeah like i thought Thought Watford didn't do much at all def- defensively, or definitely not attacking. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, Liverpool just—they just—I don't know—I'd never really seen, I hadn't seen them like live, obviously, in ages at a stadium. But you can just like see how they all work together and how they build the attacks. Loads of one touch in midfield and just moving the ball quickly. And yeah, uh, Watford couldn't really live with them. 
Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, were, they were absolutely superb. I mean, Liverpool slaughtered Watford. Watford and um, we were kind of talking about this before the game. It, you know, Watford had a lot of stuff going for them for this match. You know, they had the early kickoff. They had the new manager bounce. They had Alisson and Fabinho, two incredibly important Liverpool players missing. Um, so, you know, things were, uh, you know, on the table it was an upset, but Watford started so dreadfully, <laughs> so dreadfully, you know. <laughs> And uh, we were talking about it in depth in the Total Liverpool podcast. Go listen to that if you want. Um, and one of the things I mentioned was uh, poor old Danny Rose. Danny <laughs> Rose had a terrible old time, didn't he, Jake? Oh, I felt so sorry for him. Like, like you know, we mentioned the, the Liverpool pod. You know, if that's me, you know, that, that first 10 minutes, I'm I'm going off with a fake hamstring injury. I'm not I'm not chasing Mo Salah <laughs> for another 80 minutes. I know that for free. He got absolutely turned inside out. But full credit to him for trying his, his best. But when Mo Salah and Liverpool are in that kind of form, there's there's very few sides in the world that that can stop them. And and we and we've seen just how good that front three is still still is. You know, there's been a lot of criticism towards especially Bobby Firmino, so it's really nice to see him get a hat trick. You know, the, probably the easiest hat trick he'll ever score in his life. He's gonna do <laughs> three tap in. So happy days for Bobby. I thought Mane's goal was was excellent. That pass from Salah was just absolutely oh. ridiculous. Beautiful. Paul had a yeah, you had an eye, the perfect view for it, Paul. It looked even better from where you were sat, but oh, yeah. it was it was it was great. And then that goal Salah himself scored was just out of this world. And for me, he is the best player in the world currently. He's so so good and. Just running out of of ways to praise Mo Salah, I think is yeah. is the is the. I'm running out of things to say about him because every week he's turning up and just doing something, and like week rightly, after week, season after season, just like just continuously like taking himself to the next level every single time, and it's just crazy. He's rightly getting applauds from the mm. um from from football fans everywhere now. You know, um, yeah, touting him to be the the best in the world and. And for Ballon d'Or and and, and etc cetera, etc, cetera. you know, which is great news for him. It's very much well deserved. Um, I would like to see him win Ballon d'Or, but I don't know if he will. Um, the players that play in and and the Premier League aren't typically um, looked upon for Ballon d'Or normally. Mm. Um, not not for a wee while anyway. Um, Mo Salah didn't win the Premier League or the Champions League um, last season, so. That kind of goes against them, but you know, if, if they look at the current form and take that into account and how good he's been this season so far, um, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think you can look by him for this. I really don't. <laughs> anyway, if you want to hear a more detailed review of the Liverpool Watford game, please go check out Total Liverpool uh, with myself, Jake, and Deej. Um, took a, a 40 minute dive into it and discussed <laughs> um, everything about that match, uh, and it was a lot of just gushing over Liverpool. So if you like that sort of stuff, um, <laughs> Go, go check that out. Um, I know a lot of fans will be listening to that thinking, no, I don't want that. <laughs> Please move on. <laughs> and we shall. We care about all of our football fans that listen to us. So um, Southampton fans will come to you. A, a, a quality win for Ralph uh, and a terrible, terrible Leeds performance. Only three shots in the match for Leeds. Uh, none of them on target, I think. Off the top of my head, I think that must be the, the lowest the lowest shot shot total that, that Leeds have managed in a match. Um I think all of the screamers pretty much didn't write Southampton off, but we thought they were going to struggle this season because of the important players they lost. Hmm. But they seem to have you know great players coming through it. Liveramento um, picked up another man in the match award. I think that's his third or fourth this season already for the young um, fullback. Uh, yeah, not not too bad. Uh, and the old Ralph Hassan, who will camp, is it, Jake? 
No, you know, their first win of the season, and I think I think they were bang on the money for it. I just quickly before we talk about the game, how smart did Ralph look, by the way, in his, his waistcoat? Yeah, yeah. so, oh, I love it when he does the waistcoat. I love it when he pulls out the waistcoat. He does it every now and then. It's like one in every ten games he pulls out yeah. the waistcoat. I'd it's like when to he see needs his, a big um, performance as well. The results. Yeah, exactly. I'd like to see the results lined up with the waistcoat and see if the waistcoat is like, he's got a better percentage on it. <laughs> I know, yeah, it'd be interesting to see that. But I just, I thought Leeds, Leeds all season, to be honest, have, have been really lackluster. They just have not got started, really. You know, they've picked up a few okay results, but it, it certainly is not the Leeds side that we saw last season. You know, the, the, the free flowing, attacking gunko football, which worked so well. This year, I think they've struggled a little bit to get going, but. You know they're not going to be in trouble or anything like that. But I was I was happy for Southampton. You know, it's, it's, they need they really did need that. They, like we yeah. said, we, we've writ, we've written them off before the season sort of started, and they they really needed that to drag themselves up the table and get a bit of confidence. And it was a lovely goal as well. I thought Nathan Redmond's run was you know stupendous, and it was a really nice pass and a lovely finish from um, Brozier, I think it, uh, his name. So a really good goal, and it's his first start in the Premier League, and you know your first goal. There's nothing. Nothing more you can say there. I I watched the highlights of this, but one thing I did notice was the the absurd formation that Bielsa played, which was a a three 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 one, um, which is which is I, I've not seen that for a long time. <laughs> if I've ever seen it, um, it was it was it was quite strange, and, and the shape seemed to fall apart quite a lot. Mm. And there was a couple of times I was thinking, oh, dear me, is this is this a is this a, a championship defence? Because it kind of looks like... Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, Paul, eight games in, Leeds kind of need to get going relatively soon. Within the next few games, you'd think they need to get going, otherwise they can uh, risk um, falling away a, bit, a wee bit. and find themselves yeah. in a wee bit of trouble at Christmas time. Exactly. I think that's that's exactly it. Like, There's no need to panic. Um, and obviously, if else has been around the block, he won't panic. But yeah, you're completely right. Like, if they don't start picking up results they'll just they will I think panic will set in and the fans will get more annoyed and the players yeah. will feel the pressure and no matter what Bielsa does then I think it kind of it can become too late if something doesn't change um, so yeah they obviously there's they don't they have the team to stay up as we saw last season but yeah I think if um, yeah, if things don't start picking up soon then you might just find yourself in that where you where you end up having to like win games that you might have thought, oh, we could just draw this or whatever mm-hmm. if you had started the season better. It's not, um, it's not a position you might find yourself in, really, is it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, I don't think anybody really predicted that Leeds would, would get a second season syndrome, syndrome but it kind of looks like the, the beginnings of it, at least. I don't yeah, it does. write them off just yet because we are still early on it in the season, although eight games is a fair amount in. And, you know, Sheffield United's, yeah, stayed in the Premier League and performed well in the Premier League for the season because you know they they had players playing above their expected performance levels. You know, they had a lot of Championship players that that took a gear up to a Premier League level, and I think Leeds are in a, a similar situation. You know, I think you may find when the pressure starts and things aren't going your way that that gear can kind of fall down back into a Championship performance mm-hmm. level. Um, and then when that happens, it's very. I think it's quite hard to find that 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 gear back up to your to the performance levels of the season before. And I generally thought it was just things weren't falling Leeds' way. And I, I, I'm kind of still of that opinion that things will swing their way eventually, especially when we get into these sort of colder months and, and Leeds are running at you. But they were very much dominated by, by Southampton. Southampton were quite happy to play without the ball. 19 shots 
um, for the Southampton side. Uh, and, you know, it's... It's not a side that Leeds would expect to be getting dominated by. Yeah, that's, that's, that's by. what I was going to, I was just going to allude to. Then I, I don't, you know, on paper, the way Southampton have been playing this season, this is one of those games, like you said, Paul, where it's where Southampton, um, sorry, Leeds would be looking at that and going, you know, this is a game we can win here. And gee, I think they'll be, they'll be very disappointed by the fact that they just did not even like, you know, if they'd lost the game, you know, like a scrappy goal and, you know they they played really well and had loads of shots but just couldn't score. Then it'd they were be dominated and lost. Exactly. You know they got they got absolutely battered. They had no no real drive going forward and and, and they lost. So there's no like no positives like really to even no. like sort of take from the game. And you think, think that's that's almost a bit of a six pointer for them as well because Southampton's mm. probably a team that you'd expect to be around the area that Leeds would be come the end of the season. Yeah. So um, they can't really be losing to the teams around them. But we'll see where they are past Christmas. I think Christmas will give us a wee sort of indication. You always get a sort of stronger indication of, of what the relegation battle is going to look like, look like <coughs> at Christmas time. So as we approach that, yeah. see what happens. I think it's very much plenty of time for Leeds to turn it around. And I think they're more than capable of doing that. Uh, we next go to another boring Norwich game. Um, <laughs> a well-earned point for, for Norwich. Um, as they, as they held Brighton um, to a draw at home, which is just a strong point for Norwich, I think. Um, what are your thoughts in the game, Paul? Yeah, like you said, what can you say then? Congrats. They doubled their points tally in 90 minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah, Brighton will just be devastated. Like, I guess they started so well and then they're, it's really dropped points against Norwich. But yeah, it seemed like a pretty woeful game. Um, like, yeah, I guess Brighton, if they had started the season poorly, would be like, oh, whatever, a point, that's fine. But Seeing as they've done so well and they're kind of up in the you know, top six, I think they'll be disappointed with this. Um, and these are the games where like they really need a better striker or like someone who they can rely on, yeah. like a, someone like Danny Ings or whatever. Who can like if you get the kind of feeling that if someone like Ings was playing, they'd mm-hmm. win this sort of game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you very much do. But there's not the worst result for for, for Brighton. They're still well up no. there near the top of the table. Um, still off the off the you know the great start to the season. <laughs> I think the big positive for Brighton is that, that Tarek Lamptey came off the bench. I think they'll be delighted to have him back because he's going to... Oh, Tarek Lamptey. He looked a good player for a while, didn't he? Exactly. You know, and, and obviously, he had a lot of injuries in the last sort of year, so it would be, be interesting to see if he can pick up from where he left off before he got that, those sorts of injuries. It'll be, I think he'll be um, I think he'll be good when he gets fit yeah. again for yeah. Brighton. And that'll, that'll very, certainly very young, help them. Tyreek very Lamptey. young, yeah. Um, very fast, young, young player. I mean, as he was kind of going to get in the shape of a, a wing back, then a winger, mm. then I think he was through the middle for a wee bit as well yeah. <laughs> when um, when Mapai was out. But yeah, I just, you know, there's, there's other things going on in Brighton as well that we, we won't touch on that, you know, that could be causing complications to, the, to their team selection. Um, and we'll see where that, where that lands in the, in the coming weeks. Uh, but we've got to move on, boys. We've got to move on to a much more interesting game, a bit of a... Midlands Derby, I think. As Wolves in Midlands, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, is. I feel like it is. Yeah. This is a Derby game. Yeah. 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 There we go. Um, our, our uh, beloved Billy, uh, uh, as Villa lost right at the death of the game. Um, Ruben Neves putting down the sword. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think, slashing uh, it right through young Billy's dreams of <laughs> getting anything out of this game. Um, Paul is Paul reveled in in every second of that as well. Yeah, that was the best bit. he was absolutely delighted. But I thought that I thought that Villa were really good for 
like 80 minutes. I thought they were decent for 80 minutes and then just absolutely capitulated. And it was, I don't really know what happened to be honest. I, I sort of was flicking between this game and the Man United game. And at 2-0, you know, you think it's comfortable. John McGinn scores a really nice goal. Danny Ings is doing Danny Ings things. And then, you know, Sai scores. And I still, you know, thought that Villa would have enough to hang on. But, you know, they just fell apart. You know, the crosses were coming into the box. and The, the defenders looked like they'd never bloody seen a football before, never mind trying to head <laughs> it away. And, and then, you know, giving away a stupid free kick and, you know, added time in that sort of area it's just ridiculous and then I mean they got lucky you know the goal the free kick a wicked deflection on its way in I think it was going really really wide and then that horrible deflection that as soon as it hit your man you knew exactly where it was going (laughs) uh, I think I I can understand why why uh why Billy was you know in the corner crying to himself but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, to to throw a game like that in a derby, you know, at home as well, it's 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 really not what you want. But I, you know, credit to Wolves. I think a lot of people at the start of the season sort of almost wrote them off as well. You know, losing Nuno and things, and you know they they've won four out of you know they've won half the games. They've lost the other half. You know, they haven't drew any yet. You know, it nah. seems to be win lose win lose win lose. But yeah. they, know, they can keep EFC, aren't they? Yeah, they could keep that up though, and, and you know, stay comfortably up. And I think they need—they just need this year to to be stable. Do you know what I mean? Where where they can just you know happily stay stay in the league and and rebuild again. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be that would be yeah. Provide a foundation for next season would probably be a good definitely point for for Wolves and Bruno Lage, who's a, a highly rated coach um, over in yeah. Portugal. Um, even more disappointing. See when you have those games and, and you know a corner Cody scores against you, and you kind of know that's the only goal he's going to fucking score this season, and it was against us. <laughs> 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 he's actually got two this season, uh, so there's two sides who've thought yeah. that. <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, two yeah. this season he's already. Got two, yeah. Good for corner Cody. Good know, for yeah, corner Cody. Delighted. Proving them all wrong. Proving them all wrong. Justifying that England call up. Um, Paul, uh, <laughs> just just how much did you enjoy the result? Have <laughs> you seen that? Ninety plus five minutes equaliser. Ruben Neves. Eh, sorry, winner. Ruben <laughs> the thing is, yeah, I was at the game. I was. I wasn't even looking at my phone or whatever. I only noticed at like seven pm or whatever. So I was way behind on this. I would have been given Billy much more abuse at the time. I know. <laughs> uh, just couldn't happen to a nicer guy, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this one was mad because. Like, it just shows no matter how rubbish you are for the whole game, get, like, two corners, or they got, like, all their goals from set pieces, like, set two pieces, or whatever, yeah. and then a free kick and two of the goals. Yeah, just yeah. dodgy, dodgy goals, aren't they? Like, and <laughs> three balls. Yeah. Oh, well. Sorry, belly boy. Better luck next time, son. You can't win them all. <laughs> yeah, you can't win them all, mate. You can't win them all. Uh, let's go to the, the King Power Stadium where um, Leicester... Um, Dominated Man United. Uh, a poor Man United. Harry Maguire might have had his worst game ever in a Man United shot. Uh, Paul, I'm sure bad to you. Um, yeah. What is, what is going on? <laughs> what is going on? I think I said it the other week when Everton were playing United, but it's kind of the same again. One manager had a plan and one manager just had really good players. And you can see like, who comes out on top. Uh, like... You just have to laugh at the United. Like they're just the first goal. It's just how is this player England captain and eighty million and <laughs> United captain or whatever? It's just laughable that he's there in that position. Um, but yeah, like at the same time, then they nearly got the draw, like because their players are that good. 
So mm. just yeah, what we were saying earlier, Simo, that you just if they had a bet, they're one manager away and probably a centre mid away yeah. from being a very good team. Like so. And I was saying that on another show as well. I mean, I really mm. do think this Man United side are just laden with talent all over. And if they had a decent manager and a and maybe a mid, an extra midfielder, a defensive-minded midfielder that was off the level of the other players in that squad, on a similar level of the of the, the better players in that squad, then they really become that sort of like fourth contender mm-hmm. for the title. And they're only five points off the top, so it's, I'm not by any means writing Man United off, but man, you could just see when they're against when he's when all he comes up against better managers, it's just so in the foreground that it's just so blatantly obvious. And mm-hmm. he doesn't really do a lot to hide it. And he never really comes with any sort of plan. It's just always, I've got the better players, so I should probably win this match or get a point, you know. But when you come up against, like, good managers, like Rafa Benitez is a quality manager, and so is Brendan Rodgers. Um, these managers are going to find way, find ways to get results with lesser players. Um, so they really do need to... I mean, he must be a dream for the board, Ollie, because he's never really going to say no. You know, yeah. yeah, he's just yeah. happy to be there, and you can you get yourself into you know if a, if a manager's just happy to be there because he's likely not to be in that position ever again. You know, he's won a prize, it seems, um, and yeah, it's it's worrisome for for the for the rest of the of the title contenders that that Man United are that close. Um, so fingers crossed there. Uh, all he gets a result, not this week coming, but maybe the following week he gets a wee result. Keep him in there a wee bit longer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that would suit me just fine. Any thoughts from you, Jake? Yeah, um, Maguire. You know, he's, he's come back from an injury. And he wasn't fit. He wasn't fit, and don't know what he's th- doing in the squad. To, th- to throw him into a team, you know, to, against against the Leicester side, we know how dangerous Leicester are. You know, Jamie Vardy. Uh, yeah. You know, forty-seven years old can just run rings around everybody <laughs> and like, do what he wants. Do you know what I mean? And you know. Th- th- why I just don't I thought it was just a bit stupid. I get that Varane's not there either, but you've just got to sort of not risk it because yeah. Maguire's got a mistake in him anyway. Never mind when he's not match fit, you know, he's not fit either. He's half fit and you just sort of lump I did feel a bit sorry for him because he, he gets lumped in there against, you know, the side he left to go to United. He's getting that's dog shit. Could it be a could be a lost fucking Exactly. Um, you know, and when when United scored that, that Greenwood goal, I thought, oh, you know, here we go against the run of play jammy goal they're gonna see this one out go 30 unbeaten and then Tielemann scores a worldie and then I just I loved United scoring and then like Leicester immediately get to the other end and score it <laughs> yeah. again like, it's just I love the I don't know if you saw the the Goldbridge clip actually of it where he was like yeah <laughs> we're gonna you know get in there and then he's like oh Oh fucking hell! They scored. Like, <laughs> just literally, he was like, he was like fucking loving it. And then I think it was fifty-four seconds later. Fans it was excellent. I don't, I've seen it. It's been all over Twitter. It's been all it's over been, Twitter. It's, it's been, been class. Nice. Yeah. You know, I, th- I thought United were just. They just can't. They just you can't win the title relying on two or three players every game coming up with magic. Like it's just, it's just not. That's not a tactic. It's not a <laughs> foundation not I mean? for consistency. It's, it's not a not, tactic. It's not a tactic, and it's just you know. hoping that you know I'm going to throw on five attackers and hope that we win the game. It doesn't work like that at the end of the day. No. Um, especially like you said, Simo, you're coming up against managers like the likes of Rafa Benitez, Brendan Rodgers, Klopp, you know, Tuchel, Pep, managers that are like have been doing this forever. Do you know Even what I mean? Moyes will have his pants. Even Moyes, yeah, you know, I, you know, Man United probably look at David Moyes now and think 
Fancy you coming back if you want it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, they've they've got a tough set of result fixtures um, coming up now, so it will be interesting. It's probably when he goes on his good run and the players this kind of get up yeah. for it and just bail him out again. Yeah. Um, but it's, that always it's, seems to happen, doesn't it? So. It's just poor decision making. I don't know why he's playing a half fit Harry Maguire against the Jamie Vardy. Like, limit the amount of things to get Jamie Vardy up for a game. Like, yeah. that's fucking page one of the Leicester yeah. book. Like, limit <laughs> limit ways to get this guy fucking up for it. You know what I mean? As soon as Jamie Vardy's clocked Harry Maguire, he's thinking, right, yeah, four today. <laughs> yeah, I'm having you. I'm tar- yeah, that's it, though. He's looking at him and going, I'm targeting you all game because, A, you're not fit. B, you're slow as shit, and I'm not. Like, <laughs> like even if you were fully fit, like, you'd fancy Vardy every single week over, over Maguire. Yeah. But, you know, half-fit Maguire's... He's like throwing me in at centre back against Jamie Vardy. You may as well, you know. May as well. Dear me. Right, Theo. Uh, over to um, Man City. The best manager in the world, Sean Dyche, took over the second best manager in the world, according to some people, Pep Guardiola. <laughs> uh, and unfortunately, against the run of play, Man City won this game. Uh, I don't think anybody's seen it coming. Uh, extremely <laughs> disappointing for the for the people. Um, yeah, Jake, tell, tell us a little bit about. Um, the difficulty that, that Burnley are in just now, actually. They're actually mm. I mean, a lot of people really aren't putting Burnley in with a relegation lot just yet because they know Sean Dice is there and they know something will probably come up soon. But, you know, you start to think, oh, dearie me, this is, yeah. this is not looking good. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I think the positive for Burnley that it wasn't 5-0 like it has been the last four times they've been the Etihad. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a big positive there. But no, I am actually um, a little bit worried about Burnley. They're, they're 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 in trouble. There's there's no other way to sort of say it. You know, they they just look a little bit lost this season. There's a, just something that's not bit like working that it, that it has been, and I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's you know their side always. It seems to just be the same sort of team that it's always been. You know, they, I know they signed Maxwell Cornet. He's come in. He's looked good, but again, you know, it's one player coming into a a squad that hasn't really changed in the entire time they've been here. And I think the other things that, you know, Burnley will be looking at is the fact that, you know, Tarkovsky's contract's up in the summer and in January he could very well sign a new deal somewhere else. And, you know, they've got things like that hanging over their heads. And I, I, I do fear for Burnley this year. Like you said, Simon, weirdly no one's sort of mentioning them for the relegation battle, but I I think they are definitely in that zone <laughs> and they need to do something quickly to get out of it but I'm sure Daishi sure Daishi's got it up his sleeve yeah. he knows what he's doing he knows what he's doing he'll, he'll set the <laughs> ship right of course he will um, Ben Mee is a big miss for Burnley obviously Ben Mee Massive. and Tarko as, as a centre backs is, is, is huge for them uh, but you see me look at the Burnley bench. <laughs> Such a throwback. It's so good. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know, like fucking Wayne Hennessy, Phil Bartley, Kevin Phil Long. Fucking hell. <laughs> they should have been in League One today. <laughs> it's it is literally like a bench of like ten years ago that was. Oh, like, it's so good. It I like just the... enjoy it so much. The only thing Aaron is Lennon, is Aaron the, Lennon's yeah, Aaron Lennon. You know, you bang a Peter Crouch in there, you get the band back together, isn't it? It's, it's, it's fucking, it's glorious, man. Oh, I love Burnley. Yeah, yeah um, City were good, I suppose. I mean, we, should, we, should, we should talk yeah, about they, that. But, um, City was City, weren't they? They were just They're, they're always good. Very good. Um, yeah. You know, they had the bulk of the possession. They took a lot of shots. It was very nice football. Uh, Raheem <laughs> Sterling started, though. Um, no goal for Raheem Sterling, but um, he is starting. And it's funny because he's, he's came out and said he would 
he would take a move if it was on the cards, if he wasn't mm. going to start more games. So he started the game, they've got the win against Burnley, so I don't know if he justifies his start for the next game, but there you go. Um, <laughs> he, he got that anyway. Anyway, we go to Brentford, uh, Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea scraping one over the line, and I, and I do mean that sincerely. Uh, Mendy had to put in a, a man in a match performance to keep them in it and get them over the line for three points. And big performances like that make a difference between three points and a point. Um, so and I, and I I was talking about Mendy earlier on in the season and how well he started, but that's I'm counting probably two or three games where Mendy's come out with big performances to get Chelsea over the line, and that's hugely important, especially when you're in um, a title race. And Chelsea very firmly at the top of that title race on, on 19 points, uh, being chased by Liverpool and City. Um, but yeah, Jake, give us your thoughts. Mendy was was wonderful you know that that wonderful save he made from um i can't remember which player it was but the overhead kick was yeah was, was oh unreal wasn't it like it's, I, when it left his boot i thought this is going in like what a goal that is but he just comes out of nowhere like for, for every shot that like he was saving i was just like how the fuck have you done that like it's just, <laughs> it's it's crazy like he, he was he was so good but brentford credit to them you know we said it all season how good they've been and they come up and they've just like gone for every game and they're not scared of anyone. You can see that, you know, scoring three against Liverpool should have had about 12 against Chelsea. Like it's just, they're just like genuinely like don't That's care. Do they? They're just very, very good. Look, compare them to, you know, a, a Norwich. It's always like fucking bedlam in their stadium as well. The fans just fucking love yeah. it. They're just, they're just going mad every <laughs> game. It's just like, it's fucking great to see, man. <laughs> like yeah. from the first minute, Brentford fans are like on their feet, fucking singing, cheering, loving life. Um. Yeah, I I'm glad they're in the Premier League. I'm glad. I'm glad that there's so many people that are around that club enjoying it. Mm. Um, Chelsea started with quite a, a young back line. Um, you know, Chalaba who's come through this season. Um, yeah. the young. Oh, his name escapes me. Uh, I think it's yeah, young Sar, Sar uh, yeah. Premier League debut for him, I believe. Uh, and young Christensen, obviously, who's been a top player for quite a while, but I'm still sure. very much at only like 22, 23 year old centre back. So a young back line, but, you know, it, it got them over the line. Um, and I think Tuchel, if he's going to play with a consistent back three, then, you know, you'd need a, a, a bigger wealth of centre backs than you would normally see at a club. Um, you know, like sort of five centre backs isn't maybe as many as you would need. And I say like that, you maybe mm. need your sort of six or seven to rotate. Um, with, with cup games and, and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's title winning form for Chelsea. You know, getting over the line when you don't play particularly well. Yeah. Players bigging out big performances like Mendy to get you the three points. And we've seen that quite a lot in Liverpool's title winning season. You don't really see that from a, from a Man City title winning season. They just seem to kind of blow away the majority of the opposition <laughs> because they are so strong against teams outside the, the top six. Uh, and even teams against the top Top six are extremely strong, strong as well, but this is the sort of tight winning season you traditionally see. It's part of tight winning form you would see from a, from a side. Um, you know, just getting over the line, getting three points, but you're not playing particularly well. Um, mm. So still very much in the race, Chelsea, or, or, or leading that race, should I say? Uh, we next go to um, <laughs> a bit of a derby of old, uh, Rafa versus Moise. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you'd, if you'd asked anybody 15 years ago, would this be the Rafa versus Boise sort of derby, like <laughs> Rafa, Evan, and Moise West Ham? <laughs> um, it was great. It was quite good to see. It was it was a really exciting opening um, sort of half an hour. I thought um, West Ham were absolutely excellent uh, at picking it, went to put it long and, and going down both wings. Uh, uh, they are so strong at putting in crosses. Uh, looking a really good side, West Ham. Uh, a couple of players away from uh, Europe. 
solidly maintaining a European place, I think, West Ham. Everton, uh, ever so strong as well. Almost got there. A couple of good chances. If it wasn't a Wobie in front of them, they might have got some from the game. <laughs> <laughs> he's awful, he is. Absolutely awful. He's not awful, he's a Wobie. He's extremely hardworking, versatile, just kind of a bit allergic just doesn't, to pit. Yeah, just, <laughs> just allergic to being good. <laughs> uh, go, get, give us your thoughts on the game, Jack. Um, I, I, Wobie just, I think, summed up Everton's performance. You know, like you say, you know, hard working and a lot of running, but I, they miss Calvert Lewin and Richarlison. It's glaring in these sorts of games. You know, if if Gray and Townsend are quiet like they were, that you know you, you need that that extra spark. And Calvert Lewin, if he was just if he was on the pitch, I think oh Richarlison. You know, a lot of those chances that, that Damari Gray was sort of firing in the box and Townsend was, then that you know they'd Everton probably would have won quite comfortably, but. Moisey will be buzzing to go back to Everton and get a win and, and to beat oh, yeah. Rafa as well. I think he'll be delighted with that because um, Rafa, you know, he got the best of him most of the time <laughs> as a as Liverpool manager. But I thought I think West Ham are a really good side, and I agree with you. I think you know West Ham are a European side for for a while if they keep this core of players and David Moyes doesn't have a, a mental breakdown and, and you know lose lose it. Then I think I think West Ham will be a really good side to for. For the foreseeable future, because you know they look, they do look really strong. I think their only worry this season is is Europe. You know, it's their first time in a while trying to juggle that that Thursday Sunday schedule, and we've seen it before where side it, it, it can affect teams. And you know, it'll be interesting to see how well West Ham juggle that and how well Moisey can rotate his squad without it sort of hindering you know league or the European performances. Yeah, yeah, very much in against. Um, Anton, to add to that, Paul. Uh, no, actually, nothing to add. Um, just yeah, agree with what Jake said. Really, um, they've actually their recruitment has just been class. Like their first eleven is one of the stronger ones in the league, and yeah, yeah Moisey has somehow turned it around. Like it's tough enough doing your job without all the fans hating you. <laughs> like the second yeah, time, yeah, like, you turn up, yeah. Yeah, it's a really it, good point, actually. He'd almost turned into a firefighter manager, didn't he, Moisey? He was like yeah. almost in that bracket of like firefighter manager. Um, but you know he's took his chance, so so credit to him. I mean, although he has he has got out of this this fixture to be a bit of luck. I mean, Demari Gray put it on a oh, plate, yeah. put it on a plate <laughs> for a Wobie, and it's not as if he skied it over. Pounds. He's just he's just let it make him. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh no, not through the legs, I will be not, <laughs> not like this. <laughs> Awful. Ah, lovely stuff, lovely stuff. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, and as I look at the the, the matches um, that's currently being played, uh, Arsenal hosting Crystal Palace. Arsenal had already won now up, um, oh, so she just scored go. that in a little bit. Um, Newcastle, Tottenham. Um, it turns out having a lot of money in the bank and not have spent it yet doesn't actually <laughs> affect the team. I don't know why people were expect. Why were people expecting some sort of different Newcastle? <laughs> I mean, they scored right away, and I was thinking, yeah. okay, one. Too early. <laughs> Far too early. Yeah. <laughs> um, John Joe Shelby red card is fucking... Oh, beautiful. Um, I've obviously <laughs> seen a John Joe Shelby red card. Um, yeah, I mean, having the money in the bank doesn't actually do anything to... One, Brucey, two, the, the, the players that are on the pitch. I don't know what... There was mm. just so much like, oh, we're going to win. I don't understand why. Uh, Paul, give us your thoughts on the match. Yeah, what you said, basically Newcastle haven't changed even though they have all the money in the bank. Um, <laughs> they were fairly woeful, weren't they, until... Yeah. Actually, they, they were just rubbish. And not that you wouldn't expect any different, but uh, like Spurs haven't exactly been 
on top four all season. But uh, yeah, they've been yeah, a bit sponsored this season. Yeah, <laughs> really have. But like they, yeah, they were. It wasn't exactly game over uh, at half time, but like Spurs didn't really have to do much in the second half at all. I thought they'd go and score, but then they, yeah, they wasted a few chances, and then yeah, Newcastle got got their goal like very late on, and you were like, oh, here maybe a miracle happens, but it never never really got to that stage. Um, be yeah, it's. It's a terrible position for Bruce to be in because, like, everyone yeah. wants, everyone knows he's going. He knows he's <laughs> to be going. fair. He like, credit to Bruce, right? He like, came out in an interview and he was like, "I'd probably be getting." Well, he said, "I'm not these balls," but he said, "I'd probably be getting the sack anyway." So, because <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm saying, I, I, I do. <laughs> I, I think it's it's such a strange situation because you know the, the new owners have come in. They, you know, and in the middle of the season where they can't spend any money, so they, and and I think as well that the fact that it was almost like very last minute that the a deal was almost done. It was like the phone calls made right. You can, I'm selling, and it was like, oh, sell, we'll buy you. So it's like a bit like you know they, they haven't come in with like I want this manager to come in. You know, we want this background, we want this and this and this. It's like they've bought the club, and it's like oh. Right, yeah, who's our manager? Much. Steve Bruce. Oh, fucking hell. Like, well, <laughs> find us a new one. And in the meantime, he'll do. I think do that's work. probably yeah. what they're working like day and night on is just like getting the right man in. Um, hmm. But it'll be it'll be interesting. I'm sure that's all they're sort of working on right now. Do you know what it seems like? It's, do you know what I imagine it like to be like, see if you'd won the lottery, but you hadn't spent the money yet. It's been like you've been waiting for the money to yeah, go in. Like, is, technical on paper, you were 100 millionaire, yeah. but you were still like in your house. You're in like your one bedroom flat. Yeah. Like, I've only got beans. Like, I'm waiting <laughs> but I'm waiting for this 100 million to go yeah, through. Like, you know? yeah. like, but no, I. The cupboards are looking a bit bare, you know. Yeah, like I'm starving, but I'm a yeah. millionaire, but I just can't spend it. But no, I think it's, I think, it's, like you said, somewhere it was weird because everyone was like Sky were like obsessed, weren't they? Like, oh, you know, it's it's the turning point, and like you said, it's like why is it the turning point? Steve Bruce is your manager. You've got the, one of the worst teams in the league. You've not <laughs> done anything different except, like you said, there's just this rich bloke sat in the stand this time. And Mike Ashley's <laughs> not there with his Sports Direct mug. Like, there's no different. Like, Adam Deck turned up. It's like brilliant. Like, what do you want? You see, <laughs> like, Ashley sat in the stands, but what you mean is Ashley sat at home getting an old occasion thinking oh fuck Newcastle playing today shit yeah. <laughs> 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 should Set at least set a representative <laughs> but I think I think I'd agree with Paul though I thought Newcastle would oh, they were terrible um, John Joe Shelby it. just doing off John the Joe bench Shelby red things. card that's just like, horrible like couple of tackles as well yeah yeah, yeah. John Joe so Shelby yeah god like I want to like, ask you both now like realistically out of this Newcastle squad who who can you say, apart from Sam Maximan, who's probably going to stay, who would you keep in that squad? Right, for me, we had this we had this discussion a wee while ago, and mm. the, in fact, it was last episode we talked about this a little bit, and I said, right, ASM, yeah, he stays. Um, Joe Wilson Wilson. stays for me as well. Um, Wilson will probably stay as that sort of like third choice, second choice striker when, when they buy big. Uh, <laughs> but the, the only one that I think that's sort of... Outside those players is is Miguel Amaron, who I'm just not hundred percent sold on yet, but I think absolutely could be a, a tremendously good player. Mm. So I don't know if you you have any anyone outside that bracket. Don't be like, let's say Fabian Scar or anything like that. <laughs> 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 They're all rubbish. Darlow, Darlow will stay. <laughs> no, but like genuinely, that's what I mean. Though, like this entire squad, you know, 
the players came out and said, oh, you know, it's really exciting and stuff. And I felt like, like it's like, well, why are you excited? You're not going to be there in a year. Yeah, like, you will all be, be sold. Like, <laughs> like, you're not yeah. going to get a bumper Maybe contract. A like, brief yeah, minute. Exactly. When... You won't see any money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you're gonna, yeah, you'll have like probably like a day under a new manager in the summer. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean? And it's like he he introduces himself and says, "I don't know who you are. You're sold." Like, <laughs> but like I, it, it doesn't make you laugh. Like when when the players came out, yeah, I'm really excited. It's like you are gonna be there. Like Fabian Shard, stop being excited. <laughs> like, yeah, but it's, but it's like. <laughs> Oh, and Josie Mourinho comes in and is like, "Is it John or is it Joe?" You know, is it, yeah. it was actually John. Joe. And he'll be like, "Too long," and then he'll be fucking gone. Like Kyle Walker Peters, right? It was like, yeah, yeah, Walker like, Peters. Head's, like, no, too long, like, man. Too long. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> your name's too long. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, right. you never seen him again. <laughs> yeah, he sold on yeah. that day. Oh, dear me. No, I mean they might have that one that one training session where like you think, oh, fucking, it was an elite manager. Yeah, is that Philip Coutinho over there? <laughs> yeah. before someone taps him on the back and says you've been sold to Middlesbrough <laughs> yeah before it'll, it'll, it'll be like Harland will be tapping him on the back going that's my locker <laughs> like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Joe Linton is like going to lose that number yeah, seven shot <laughs> he's, he'll be like for he's the not fucking, staying very long it'll be he? for the third season in a row Joe Linton's played with a different squad number <laughs> what squad number I'm out you're 74 <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which means if all the youngsters get injured, you might get a start. <laughs> yeah, He's if the kit man can't play, um, if we can't register him quick enough, then, then you can have a game, Joe. <laughs> he, he is definitely doomed, though, Joe Linton. Yeah, he's got the last we'll see of him. <laughs> uh, I Norwich. Mean, Norwich. Do you know, actually, another another point was I was actually shocked that Steve Bruce has managed like a thousand games because I. It, I don't know how he's got that many games. Like I it seen looks his win like records. he's managed a thousand games. Yeah, like I've seen his win records from all of his clubs, and I don't think he'd like got higher than like forty percent at any of them. Nice. You think there's like a trend here that you can tell he's not like he's <laughs> he's not had like many good runs at clubs. Yeah. He's had some decent runs, but he very much looks like he looks rather than a manager that's managed a thousand games, he looks like a boxer <laughs> that's boxed a thousand fights. And yeah. looks in shit state. Like, yeah. It was like, yeah, why does it look like fucking... Like, they throw fucking cabbages yeah. at him and shit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> if that's me, right? If, if that's yeah. me personally, I'm at a football team and they're throwing like cabbages at me and stuff, I'm like, I'm done. Like, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. Like, why am I fitting up with this? <laughs> yeah. And another one actually that, that made me laugh was everyone was, you know, oh, feel sorry for Steve Bruce, but at the end of the day, he's going to get 8 million quid when he gets sacked. So oh, I yeah. don't feel sorry for him oh, in the slightest yeah. to add <laughs> to the other 100 million that he's earned over his career. Yeah, exactly. It'd be all right. You know what I mean? And mm. that's why, you know, when he comes out and he's a bit like, you know, I, I'm glad my parents aren't around to see this abuse. And I think, oh, that's that's dreadful. But at the same time, I'm thinking, Bruce, you don't need to do this. You're, you're yeah. rich. Yeah. You're rich as fuck. You're rich as fuck, Like a Premier League Hall of Flamer, like centre-back as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stop like, making out like you're, but, you've like had a really rough time because yeah. you've been doing this for like 20-odd years. You've you've been doing football since you were like 18 like don't, yeah, don't give me the, the, the act like yeah. I don't feel like, sorry just, for you no, you've earned okay. more money than I ever will so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> made more money this weekend than you ever made yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah that's what I mean like, yeah it's a canal um, 
No, I mean it'll be it'll be out to dinner with Big Sam and and, and Roy and the rest of them. You know, they're, they're very much you know it's, the dying breed of manager, yeah. isn't it? But I know, I know what I was going to say is you know Moisey like reverse aged like ten he years has, when things yeah. started going right at West Ham. So maybe he just needs to get a run, man. If he be a good you know, manager, like maybe like <laughs> his nose kind of like goes back to the shape of a nose or something like that. Or, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what would happen, but Moisey just kind of got a bit younger. It was weird. It happened like, yeah, you know, I mean, like, honestly, like, look back at West Ham games when Moise first gets it's like, it's like a 4K HD camera we've got on him. You can like see into his soul and you're like, fucking hell. Oh, Jesus Christ. Someone turned that fucking out. <laughs> and he wins a few games and he's looking all right. He's looking like, He's looking like the good old Everton days, you know. Yeah. But I think that I think we're going to leave it there, boys. That really got off the that got off the rails there for a wee bit there, didn't it? <laughs> funny then. Yeah, funny. Uh, if you want to know what the Arsenal game is happening right now as we speak, we've got uh, Pierre Emic Emery Aubameyang has scored uh, eight minutes in, and Palace are strangely playing three strikers up front. Hmm. We've got like <laughs> got Edward on the wing, Jordan Ayew on the wing, Ben Teke through the middle. Uh, Conor Gallagher uh, just behind them so a very attacking lineup against Arsenal um, but that'll do it for this show boys thank you very much for joining me thank you uh, and thank you very much to the listeners tuning in every week uh, we really do appreciate you and we shall see you on the next one cheerio bye find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk Sport Social Podcast Network Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.